As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. It's finally here. The game. The only one that matters. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. the lyricist of the song. We don't give a damn for the whole state of Michigan. And with me, as always, is AJ. I root for that terrible school from up north, Marchese. AJ Marchese, University of Arkansas. That's good. Today, we're going to break down all of the 2020 NFL draft prospects we saw in week 13 of college football, and then we'll preview and pick the week 14 matchups. It's rivalry week with some extra incentive. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Going out to Vegas maybe Looking for a young or a Don't draft a running back on the first day Don't draft a running back on the second day Maybe draft one on the third Or don't Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Attention, past, present, and future MyBookie players. For this week only, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. Simply choosing a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. My bookie will give you all your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play. So quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting a sports bet but have lots of questions? Yeah. Don't sweat it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process, and the best part is, if you join now, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code CHAIR, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet. Let's repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. Simply, you cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. My bookie, it's rivalry week. Uh, lots and lots of excitement heading into this week, but first, let's look 
the only one additional Senior Bowl acceptance since last time's episode. Yeah, because this rivalry week. I can't say rivalry sometimes. Anyways, this rivalry. Rivalry. It's rivalry week. The Rivoli. The Rivoli? And uh, everyone's locked in. No Senior Bowl accepts, except for the one. Yeah, Denzel Mims, Baylor receiver, adds to this already impressive uh, mm-hmm. Senior Bowl receiver group. I think arguably the most talented uh, guy who's accepted. Uh, at receiver, that is. Sorry, I, I, I knew you meant. Don't worry. Um, Thank God. I think you can argue it. Who would you argue above him, if um, I may ask? Uh, Blinikoff finalist, <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. Oh. No, I'm just... Ha. Ha. I like Mims. I like Mims the most. Yeah, yeah, Mims has the most upside for sure. Uh, a guy who I think the NFL is going to be super high on him. When you watch him, some games are just absolutely magnificent. Mm-hmm. AJ has harped on him more than anybody in the world, though, because yep. they're they're the occasional drop and fumble, um, but body control, yes. ability to track the ball. Some of the if this was Madden, he would have like a ninety nine spectacular catch rating, and it is Madden. Oh, um, he would, yeah. Absolutely. So he, he he's a guy who I think he he's one of his most un, like underappreciated parts of his game is his his ability uh, to win at the line of scrimmage with his release. Mm-hmm. So seeing that consistently in one-on-ones in Mobile is going to be huge. And then on top of that, seeing him uh, running a more diverse uh, route tree, I think will be awesome. Um, Mims has helped himself so much over the past, what, three, four weeks. And then this just continues the the, the big uptick for him. Yeah. No, I, I, I am very glad he's there. Uh, I, I mean, I'm going to... This might seem crazy, depending on how this draft plays out, and uh, who declares and who doesn't. Like, I would not be blown away if Denzel Mims ends up a first round guy when it's all said and done. Like, I already think he's probably going to be. Uh, like, he's not getting into the second round. Uh, it depends on the class. I mean, you, you know, you've already stated my... Think, just, sorry, just quickly. Yeah. Think of it, the, all of a sudden, all the hate on Tyler Johnson, just speaking of senior receivers. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, because the the NFL doesn't view him the same way we do and draft Twitter in general does. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Mims is, like, the other side of that. Not that we are down on him. I just think the NFL is going to be extremely high on him. I think it's possible. I mean, uh, like you said, it's not the... The highlights are there, right? It's just the consistency for Denzel Mims, and it's been like that for a couple years now. Yeah, well, I I think this year, especially in their biggest games, he's shown up. Like, Mm -hmm. just look at that. He was the go-to guy, obviously, against Oklahoma, and I think seeing him again on the big stage in the Big 12 championship game is going to be big. And then seeing... It's a lot of big. uh, Yeah. I hope they play someone who... Maybe not necessarily like an elite... Defense, but at least a team with a corner who's got NFL ability to see Mims versus that in a bowl game. I think that'd be they're going to get a good pretty, bowl game. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, I'm hoping it's um someone who's got like one of those uh, like a a potential top 100 type corner to go up against him with. I mean, the Mims you even talked about this before. Mims Gladney was a heck of a battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, to spoil later in the show, and I knew we talked about him here, obviously, but I put Mims for shooting up the board. Because, like I said, I think he's just helped Fucking him. throw the whole episode out. I guess you guys heard what you came here for, and AJ just did it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Good episode. Thanks for listening. I don't know. It was a great game against Texas. I guess we'll talk about it later, but, yeah. 
Yeah, AJ, it's for later, not now. We just spoil it. Everyone comes for your one shooting up the board each week. Now they've already turned the episode off. They just wanted to see where I'm going to put Denzel Mims this week. I mean, that's a fair thing to come to the show for. And on the other podcast, it's where I put Jamil Teen. <laughs> it's going to be high in tomorrow's show. It's doing good. So. Yeah, so tune in. Uh, yeah, that's it for Senior Bowl this week. Uh, I got a couple key East West Shrine game guys, mm-hmm. and by key, I I don't know. Uh, I mean Joe Reed's one of them, so that's key for me. The Virginia receiver, one of my, one of my, I'll say he's my one of my guys. Hey, the the, the receiver group's looking pretty good there, though. Yeah, no, it's really fun. Um, Joe Reed, my favorite thing about him is, he, like he he's arguably I think the best kick returner in the class. Mm-hmm. And then that translates to his ability as a yak playmaker yep. after the catch. Yep. And I, I just love the way Virginia uses him all over the place because obviously he's their go-to weapon. Um, and so he'll line up in the backfield and stuff. I think like a Corderell Patterson type role in the NFL is his future, and I, I'm, I'm glad he'll be at the East West Run. Maybe, uh, maybe Joe Reed's going to help himself when all the scouts are eating their Thanksgiving leftovers Friday. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Uh, I could tell you wrote that before the show. Oh, fuck. I knew you were going to bring him up. Uh, t- two more. Um, Charlotte running back, Benny LeMay. Okay. I mainly put him because, I'm going to say it, Jim Nagy seems to really <laughs> like him, and I would not be surprised if Benny LeMay ends up a call-up to the senior bowl. Okay, uh, this is a little Twitter conspiracy, I guess, but if you, if you look at a lot of Jim Nagy's tweets, he talks about Benny LeMay a lot. That's honestly that's why like Benny Benny LeMay is a uh, I think an interesting senior running back for sure. Um, He's not I, bad. I'm, I'm not like super high on him or anything, but yeah, just be the way that um, Jim Nagy has talked about him, I thought that was just worth a mention that maybe he because uh, uh, honestly the, the he brings them up a lot. He does, and like the, they've only I think they only have three running backs so far in at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and, and it's it's like it's Zach Moss, Keyshawn Vaughns, and uh, LaMichael Pirro, mm-hmm. I believe, who are all, all definitely um, I'm I'm happier there. But after those three, it's kind of a very wide open senior group of running backs competing for the Senior Bowl. And I'm just telling you, Benny LeMay is worth keeping an eye on. I, I like your Benny LeMay <laughs> big uh, sleeper pick. Yeah, uh, like I'm, I'm like I'm I'm circling through the senior group of running backs right now. Like Reggie Corbin, maybe. Yeah, I think I can see Corbin. I, I'd like to see Corbin there though. But then after that, like I hope Levante Bellamy showed up the Mac Nation. Yeah, Mac Nation. I don't know how to. Mac Nation. Uh, Mac Nation. Thanks. Uh, like I'd like to see Levante Bellamy there, but like outside of Corbin Bellamy, like Jawan jo- Washington. You didn't like, draft a ball on LeMay, did you? No. Okay, me neither. I'm just I'm just like going through my senior running backs right now. Okay. The only senior running backs I have a draftable on are Bellamy Moss. and then the three yeah. the three that I already named that are at the senior bowl. Yeah. So it's uh I swear you have Corbin, I thought you Oh and, and Corbin and Corbin. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So it's yeah, it's just it's pretty wide open. I'm just telling you, Asia, I'm telling you. <laughs> I want it on the record that I think Levante Bellamy is gonna be a sneaky call up to the senior bowl. Oh, Freudian slip. You mean Benny LeMay? Who did I say? Levante Bellamy. I'm just blindly talking now. <laughs> I like. I agree with you. It, it put all the pieces together. It makes sense. Because a, a lot of the other senior backs are already committed to the East West Run game too. Yeah. Like Rodney Smith, the TCU. I think both TCU. I think backs. I think so too. 
Yeah, so, I don't know, it's just, I don't know why we're talking so much about senior running backs. No, I like it, it's a good content. Uh, one, one more for the East West Shrine game before we Better be a running back. Up the top. It's a corner. Fuck. Um, but he's also transforming the Ravens' offense. His name's Lamar Jackson. <laughs> it's, it's a good get. <laughs> the Nebraska corner. Well, I just had to do it for a uh, uh, big fan of the show, uh, Cam Fleming. <laughs> pounds the table for Lamar Jackson. He does. Um, I'm not sure he knows it's not the quarterback, but... It, it, it's hard for me when I'm going through the... Uh, the East West Shrine game guys and deciding who's not worth putting on talking about. But yeah, I guess that. Lamar Jackson. People like Lamar Jackson. There's yeah, a lot no, of he had, he had some hype before the season. Yeah. Big long corner. So I, yeah. I figured to throw his name down. But, I feel uh, like it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a good Shrine game roster so far. Yeah. It's uh, the NFL PA Bowl slacking. But you know, if you put any product in the trap, I'm going to talk it up. So. Yeah, okay, let's talk superlatives, but first, ESPN Game Day Celebrity Picker Grades. I, I forgot to do research for this week again. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, what'd you give Eddie George? Uh, I feel like we, we should have guessed Eddie George last week. I don't know how we didn't. Uh, it's, it's, that's a, I guess John D. Blair. I don't, I don't know how it wasn't him. It's true. Eddie, Eddie's going to be Eddie. I like that they did it on the field. I give him a ten because I love Eddie. I'll George. give I'll give Eddie a seven because he's he's Eddie George. Uh, okay, this week week fourteen ESPN game day going to Minneapolis. Whoa, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minnesota for Wisconsin at Minnesota. Winner plays the Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Um, who you got? So I actually I lied. I did some research. Um, why did you pretend you didn't? Because I forgot I did. <laughs> I realized I did. Anyways, uh, so the hot name out there is apparently who everyone wants is uh, the Nature Boy himself, Ric Flair. That's a okay. Name, right? I mean, what? No, I don't you know. Ask me if that's his name. Nickname. I mean, I don't know wrestling. Uh, that would be a huge one. They could go so many wrestlers though. The Minnesota is pumped out. Yeah, like Brock, Brock Lesnar right there. Yeah. Um. If you're, if you're going to go... I, it could be Tony Dungy as well, though. Sorry? It could be Tony Dungy. I saw Tony Dungy's name, yeah. Uh, if you're going to go... Like, I would personally... I think a really cool one would be Antoine Winfield Sr. That would be cool. I, I like that one. Obviously, his son is the starting safety, yeah. and he played for the Vikings forever, and he's an Ohio State Buckeye. That would be a good one. Thank you. It's, as long as you go with the Ohio State player, you're good. Or if they're just going for pure beauty, Eric Decker. Yes. <laughs> Eric Decker is the most attractive uh, University of Minnesota alum, I think, of all time. It's <laughs> a bold statement. Is it? I, is University of Minnesota just pumping out beautiful people? It's the most beautiful uh, school. I'll say that. Yeah, you're right. Ron Perlman's an alum. Ron Perlman? Ron Perlman's a good-looking gentleman, all right? Okay. That's the hottest take you've ever had. Okay, let's get out of this. Uh, okay, into the superlatives. Uh, best freshman you saw this week? Uh, easy one in primetime Saturday night. Quarterback, Arizona State, QB1, Jaden Daniels just lit up the Ducks defense. Yeah, I also have Jaden Daniels. He made some incredible deep throws, threw for over 400 yards, three TDs. Obviously, upset number six, Oregon. Um, he is skinny as hell, but he that kid's got a rocket for an arm. And uh, he's fun as hell. Um, 
I don't say it enough that I was so wrong about Herman Edwards. I know I do say it, but not enough. Doing such a great Every, job. Everyone was, though. I know, I know. But still. And he's so likable. Um, I'll stick at, at quarterback, too. Caden Slovis. He's looking he, really good, man. He demolished UCLA. I watched the whole game. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, threw for 515, four scores. He looked awesome. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with Clay Helton because, obviously, they're, they've got a good chance of finishing the season ranked. Yeah. Um, and then Slovis has looked awesome, and the, obviously he wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback. And, like, I think it, it's going to be challenging for them to fire Clay Helton and lose what Slovis and Graham Harrell, the offensive coordinator, have put together. I, If someone comes for Graham Harrell uh, eventually, though, and Helton's still there, you gotta, you got to think about elevating him, right? I I don't like like I think Clay Helton's a bad football coach. Me too. And I love Graham Harrell and every everything Graham Harrell has done as an offensive coordinator at USC. Uh, obviously they have a, a, a great trio of receivers, but the fact that Slovis is a true freshman was a three star and has like he looks like a future NFL quarterback is a true. He freshman. does. Yeah, I, I wonder if like a lesser power five school or. A- Group of five school can take a swing at Harold this this offseason, or do you think it's I just would. too early? Yeah, I, I would too. If I I don't know if it's going to happen, especially especially a group of five school. Yeah, if if Clay Helton is fired and Graham Harrell's gone, like Graham Harrell is, like, it's not a like Graham Harrell's career is in trouble if Helton's fired. No, obviously, obviously not. I mean, yeah, Harrell's the reason you would think about not firing Helton, in my opinion. Yeah. I, like it's not like he's done a great job. It's not like he's set the world on fire. But for his first year, there, like given he, given the circumstances with Slovis, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I, if I'm a group of five school, I am definitely interested in hiring Graham Harrell mm-hmm. as my head coach, or even a low end power five school. Yeah, I would be too. Long live the air raid, Kitten Slovis. Uh, just quickly, Slovis, Jaden Daniels, Sam Howell. Those true freshman quarterbacks have been unbelievable this year. They have, really. Like, I feel like Slovis almost, almost doesn't get enough credit. I think just given, obviously, Howell and Daniel's big names go to Power 5 schools that are not known for landing mm. these big-time quarterback guys. Yeah, that's fair. And, so I, and, and also their coaches being Mac Brown and Herm Edwards yeah. gives them even more hype. <laughs> yeah. Versus Slovis' Clayton Helton was a three-star. His, like, big story was only that Kurt Warner was his high school offensive coordinator. It was, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, when I've been playing it off, Daniels didn't go down. And I think JT Daniels might be uh, transferring. It feels like it, right? If, I mean, like, uh, like, JT Daniels definitely good enough to be a, uh, a starter in the Power 5. Daniels flashed, too. I mean, like, yeah, but Caden, Caden Slovis, especially these last couple weeks, yeah. like he's making NFL-level throws as a true freshman. Yeah. He looks like a special guy. Yep, I know. Like Where Daniels looks like a really good college quarterback, potentially. but Yeah, yeah. Also, the other thing with Daniels is he he was a year early, right? Like, he was, as a true freshman, he was technically the age of a 12th grader. <laughs> yeah, which is... So, like, that, he's obviously super young with tons of potential still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one more. Go for it. Um, Georgia receiver George Pickens. Yeah. Um, 50, only 57 yards, but a great touchdown against Tamu. He feels like the guy who, if they're going to be competitive against LSU, 
he's going to have to make some huge plays. Like, he just has so much more upside than any other pass catcher. Like, Lawrence Cager and Fromm have good chemistry. And like, Cager's a pretty good... Back shoulder throw, but yeah. Megan just has so much more athletic upside. And I just think he's going to have to be huge for them to really make a dent going forward. What do you think the spread's going to be in that game? In George LSU? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I... Because I, I think Georgia's so... Unimpressive for the fourth overall, fourth team in the country. That like I, I think I would put it larger than what Vegas will. Give me your number. Like I would go, I don't know, ten and a half. I was gonna guess seven and a half. Like not my number, but Vegas's. Yeah, that that seems more realistic. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, I, I don't know if they can hang. Anyways, that's for another week. Uh, best sophomore. Uh, I got a long list this week. Uh, we'll do the not, we'll do the easy ones first though. Yeah. It. I feel, again, every freaking week, these I mentioned the true freshman quarterbacks. Yeah, the the true fr- uh, sophomore receivers are just incredible. Yeah, so like the the Givens are Jamar Chase, who had another great game against Arkansas. He catches 144 yards, two touchdowns. Of, uh, he fumbled once, but anyways, Bolitnikov finalist. Bolitnikov finalist. Rob's pick for the Bolitnikov. Yeah, I think he'll win it. Yeah, no, he's got. I, I mean, I think it's him or CD, and I mean Michael Pittman's a. Kind of surprising choice this finalist, but anyways, uh, great, great game. And I mean, another one you could put here is Rashad Bateman, right? Like every week, yeah. both of them. Yeah, three touchdowns against Northwestern. I watched that whole game too. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you love yeah, Tyler he, Johnson. Him and Tyler Johnson were just yeah. awesome in that game. Uh, okay, you go next. Uh, okay, you you hit Chase and Bateman. I'll hit two other receivers: Jalen Waddle and Chris Olave. Uh, Waddle had his kind of. It was against Western Carolina, but. Great yak touchdown, over 100 yards. Um, when they lose either two or all three of their uh, true junior receivers, they're in good hands with Jalen Wall. I, like, he looks like a he already like he reminds me of Tyler Lockett. Um, I, I I think I said this last week. I don't think Waddle gets enough appreciation. Just be, and I I understand why obviously, but um, yeah. Um, Olave. No, he just he just seems like he he doesn't he's not gonna wow wow you with size or even like it's not like he's got big time freaky athleticism yeah. or anything. He just seems like such a refined receiver already for a true. Sophomore. It's like and again, what was he a three star? I believe they accidentally found yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> they were they were uh, they were in L.A. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was L.A. Watching a, a quarterback who committed to. Like Stanford and already transferred out or something, and uh, Olave was his receiver, and they kind of found him there. It's pretty cool, and like you said, though, he feels like such a veteran presence already. And like last year, he kind of made his presence known in the game, uh, blocking the punt and looking really good, you know, catching the ball. I I like Chris Olave; he just seems like a good football player. Yeah, no, I I, I think he's gonna be a guy who's gonna again not be some freaky athletic. Uh, Height, weight, speed guy or anything, but everyone's going. Yeah, uh, I'll go with a pair of uh, Pac-12 running backs. One I'll go first because I know you like him, Alex Fontano from Colorado. Yeah, he's he's a rugged guy. I yeah, I just keep liking what I'm seeing. Like it wasn't like it was 24 carries under five yards and a touchdown. It didn't set the world on fire, but like every carry felt like good yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, making making something out of nothing. Making guys miss. I, I like what I see from Fontenot. I don't think he's going to be like a premier prospect or anything, but I, I like him as a football player. And uh, the other one, I'll go with the, the, the Oregon State running back, Jamar Jefferson. 
Yeah, he, he's a guy who's, uh, after a huge freshman year, yeah. he's kind of been inconsistent as a sophomore dealing with injuries and whatnot, but obviously he has a ton of, uh, had a ton of production last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, this was a big game for him in, in a game where there was no defense. Uh, he had 132 on the on the ground and two touchdowns, plus 52 in the air and two touchdowns. It's a four-touchdown game. No defense in that game, and it was a really, really, really fun game. Maybe the most fun game of the weekend, but uh, I like Jefferson. I think he's an interesting guy, too. Sorry, the most fun game of the weekend? You didn't watch Northwestern Minnesota? Yeah, you, you didn't watch Seattle, Philadelphia? You, you didn't watch Alabama, Western Carolina, <laughs> I mean. They covered. Uh also, shout out to Jonathan Smith, the Oregon State head coach. Yes. He turned that stuff around pretty quick. Very impressive, yeah. Uh, I'll throw Justin Fields into the mix here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Is this is this kind of like his first time playing a team that mattered in Penn State? And uh, he showed up, and he won the game, and he just looks like a future first round. This week he plays the only team that matters, though, so... Just, uh, hey, I won't disagree with that. Also, in that game, Micah Parsons, the Penn mm. State linebacker, he, he kept them in it. He had a huge force fumble and a huge fumble recovery that brought Penn State all the way back into the game when it looked like they were just going to get blown out. I love Michael Parsons. It's a lot of good sophomores this week. Yeah. No, ne- next year's draft's always better than this year's draft, AJ. That's <laughs> true. Uh, okay, we- week, week for weekday war. Week, week, weekday war, yeah, it was. There was no, like, Power 5 game. Well, I mean, sorry. I don't consider Georgia Tech, North Carolina State a Power 5 game. Big upset no, for, the, for the Yellow Jackets. There was no Power 5 game that anyone watched. Uh, so, h- tougher week. Uh, who you, got? you know what I had to do. I had to deal with a pair of my class and Arthur Greedy Jackson. Okay, you're just stealing mine and I'm friends with Greedy Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but who else? Like you said, it's a week week. I got two guys. I got I got Greedy Jackson, the Eastern Michigan receiver as well. Who? Okay, so Rob, pat Rob yourself on the back here, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I I tweeted the clip of him with his insane one-handed touchdown grab, and he like quote tweeted me or something. Yeah. So, so I think we're friends. <laughs> he called him OBJ, not comp, but he said it's ask, and then he said it's Greedy Jackson ask, and showed you up. But he had a really yeah. good game. That that catch and uh, another touchdown. Uh, senior. Low-key guy. What's he got? Uh, oh, I got Warren Jackson, the Colorado State receiver. Fair enough. He uh, He's such a big body and interesting guy. I don't think he'll declare or anything. Um, but certainly you got to look at in in the Mountain West uh, as a senior next year. Let me ask you, any potential backup ability for my class in the NFL? In the, no. I don't think so. I love Mike Glass. I think he's going to be in the CFL for a while. I think he, if he goes that route, I 100% agree. Because he, like, he's a, I think he's the best quarterback in the, in the conference. I think he is too. Or at least the most entertaining. I mean, both, man. He was 20-24, 235, three touchdowns, didn't throw a pick. Like, I don't have, like, a horrible grade Me on neither. or anything. Like, I, I like I think, like, a camp invite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he won't get one. But, <laughs> he should, uh, is what we're saying. Uh, yeah, see, definitely I, th- I could see a CFL future for him. Uh, okay, best prospect you saw this um, week? He's back. We got to choose him. Chase Young, uh, tearing up the Penn State University. Uh, nine tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. Uh, when he's on the field, he's the best player in the sport. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, Penn State just kind of hung their right tackle yeah. the dry lot. Yeah. Just one-on-one situations <laughs> with Chase Young, and he didn't stand a chance. It, like, it, the, the whole Penn State offensive line was horrible. The center kept false starting. Um, Gonzalez, their guard, was not good at all. Uh, yeah, the right tackle just hung out to dry. I don't know why. Like, I guess Penn State's theory was that they thought blocking Chase Young one-on-one would give them more of a chance than double-teaming him and then freeing up a guy. Like, I, I guess. No, Penn State just thought they are big dogs and thought they, they were as talented <laughs> as Ohio State. It, it's true. Like, Ohio State obviously has depth and talent all over the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase Young's on another level. It looked like like the right tackle wasn't even trying to block him. It was, it was kind of sad. Yeah. Like, like, he just kept going with the swipe and dip and, like, like two sacks, I swear, two. I, I it said like statistically he had three sacks, but it was like multiple half sacks. So like honestly, he got back there like five times. Yeah, and five times equal three sacks. Um, I think twice he went with the 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 patented double swipe, and like missed. But he was going with the double swipe and dip, so he he missed contact with the swipe, but still dipped under and picked up the sack. Like, it was, I don't know, it was just, it wasn't fair. Chase, I don't know how you can block him one-on-one and think you'll survive. Um, he's the best player in the draft. Yep. He's he's up there with, uh, as one of the best edge prospects of this decade. Yep. Um, I, I mean, he missed two of the easiest games. I think had he played in those games, the Ohio State, both the Ohio State career sack record and the NCAA single season sack record could be his. Uh, he he only he needs uh, I think six and a half more. That's pretty crazy. Um, which throw in those two games and he might be there right now. Yeah. Um, it's funny because yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, six and a half more gives him both the single season and the Ohio career. State career record. Yeah, Mike Vrabel's record. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> um, can I ask you a weird philosophical football question? Please. Are two should let me let me phrase this properly. Are two half sacks worth more than one full sack? In my mind, yeah. Okay. We never talk about this. It's like a goal is an assist is as good as a goal type of thing. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, because that means you're getting back there twice. twice. Yeah, I know. It's something I never thought about. I, th- I think about it all the time. Good. Anyone else for best prospect? Uh, no, I just thought Chase Young's performance was so dumb and I had to only put him I in. agreed, so, good. Um, he should be a Heisman finalist. I mean, I don't... To, to me, it's him and Joe Burrow. And yep. I don't even care who your th- third guy in New York is. Who, who is it going to... Who would you pick? I, I honestly... People are still saying Jalen Hurts, but he isn't, like... Uh, like he hasn't been like I know stati- like they're winning and like he's putting up pretty good stats, but like the games haven't been nearly as impressive as they were at the beginning. Of the season. I, I agree. Do you have hurts for anything here on the on the show? Uh, yes. Okay. I was going to see if we could talk about that, but we'll save it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know, honestly. I saw people talking about Truba Hubbard. Okay, I want Truba there because the Canadian roots. And I. I I think like I would pick Justin Fields. Yeah, fair enough. I, I'm I'm going to pick Chuba. 
like do you think he should be there? Or I, do I don't think it matters to be honest, but like he's gonna he's gonna likely be over two thousand yards. So it's like it's totally just yeah. No, I, I I I fuck it. I'll take two over Fields, but also I'm biased towards Canada uh, uh, and against like, Ohio State. I think both those two would have to like those two and Jalen Hurts would probably round up round out your five. If two is healthy, do you, do you bring him? Like if he didn't get hurt, he would have been a final three. Yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I'm just making sure. Uh, okay. Um, you already mentioned one of your shooting up the boards this week. Denzel Mims wrecked the whole show for me. Uh, who else you got? Uh, more receivers, baby. I know he's already ascended so much, but he just keeps helping himself. Uh, Arizona State wide receiver Brandon Ayuk, because this was just another impressive, damn good football game from him. How high do you think he's he's gonna go right now, Rob? If you had to guess, if, senior bowl's gonna be so big for him because he's obviously gonna be categorized as a one year wonder. He, yeah. he only spent two years at Arizona State. Last year was in like a like. Not, not like a backup role, but not like a true starter yep. role. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, I think there will be stuff around that. I think he's going to test awesome. Like, he's clearly one of the most explosive receivers in the country. Just looking at him as a punt returner, yeah. even on the touchdown catch against Oregon, that's, the, like, the way he caught up to that ball. That's what I was going to say. And then separating after the catch. Yeah, like, he is awesome. Like, seven grabs, 161 in that aforementioned touchdown. He is, he is very good. And, like, at the beginning of the year, well like, built. sorry? He's well built. Too. Yeah, he's like six one, like, like two hundred. He is, and like just looks very solid too. Yes. Like at the beginning of the year, like I think we both saw him and realized he was good. I I didn't give him enough credit though. Um, so I I think this receiver class is just so hard to predict. Like, I know. I have a hard time seeing, like, saying anyone's going in the first round outside of uh, Judy Ruggs and Lamb. Yeah. Especially just because potentially the elite depth of this receiver class will cause guys to slip a bit, to slide be, just because teams know, which kind of happened in this past one, obviously, yep. with only Nikhil Harry and Hollywood Brown going in the first round. Yep. Uh, and then we're seeing guys like Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin, all day two guys have phenomenal rookie seasons. Yep. So I think that could ca- cause that to happen. Um, I, I, I I would I f- like Ayuk's gonna go obviously on day two. Yeah. I just think it could be. It's it'll be huge seeing who declares and who doesn't. But I do think he's gonna test awesome. That's what I was gonna say. I think it, I think to see if another guy goes in the first round is gonna rely on testing. If someone go, someone or multiple players go to Indy and, and fuck it up, I think they can get a, get the shot to go at the end of the first. I think coming into the Senior Bowl, Mims and Ayuk are gonna be the guys everybody's talking. About. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I, I mean, I like Denzel Mims. I know we just we talk about him so much. And we've talked about him for so long, and this was a great game against Texas. I, he's like the physical, like he's physically impressive. I always like like we like you said the body control, the spectacular catches, inconsistency. I think it's possible that that he doesn't look too sharp and mobile, but still shines. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? No. no? Like you think he'll have a bad week, but also be good. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think like like you can still see the same issues with the drops and whatnot, but then the high is it will be so high that he still helps himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. I do understand you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, a couple more shooting up the board. Um, I know it was against Western Carolina, but Xavier McKinney, I don't know how he's not a Thorpe finalist. Yeah, he Uh, he really should be. Two picks, one year turn for touchdown. Um, Yeah. his, His instincts are just off the chart. He is... 
Like, he is not the same player that... He's not Minka Fitzpatrick, but he's that mold of safety where it's the instincts, the physical toughness. Like, Mm -hmm. you just love everything about him when you watch him. Like, I'm not trying to, like, compare him to Minka. You're saying the Steelers should have not traded for Minka, made the playoffs, and drafted McKinney. That was swag, but Minka's already the best safety in the NFL. Um... Just like the the football toughness yeah. and instincts are just, I think, phenomenal with him. He's 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 really fucking good, and he's he's helped like, himself more than like almost any safety in the class. I I think he I think he's helped himself more than any safety. I, just Ashton Davis crosses my head, but I guess he slowed down a bit the hype train. Well, like he he was already yeah he, like uh, he came into the season everyone yeah that's true. Like, I mean same with McKinney. I just think McKinney went from. Top five safety to you're crazy if he's not in your top three. Yep, no, that's fair. Um, and potential first round. Pick. Uh, just to keep adding to this wide receiver group, uh, a guy that obviously was super hyped before the season didn't produce like he did last year, but uh, he's still a good fall player. Lavisca should know, man. This was a pretty good game for him against Washington. That's a good secondary. Had a hell of a touchdown catch where Montez really threw an interception, but he he, he jumped over. Uh, I already forget who it was. Uh, made the catch. Sorry, yeah, thank you. Seven catches, hundred yards in the game. Another guy in this class, and I know we keep talking about the wide receivers, but uh, it's gonna be so interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, well, he he, I think is gonna be the guy who he's gonna test so incredibly, and just he is such a physical freak. Yeah, that like where Indianapolis is the place where. Yeah. As long as medicals, because he does have, obviously, his injury mm-hmm. history. Um, as long as those come back positive, he's the guy who, like, after those three guys I already mentioned, he, he's really, like, he is a, he's my current receiver for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, like, that the early 20s yeah. is probably where you're looking at him. Yep. Again, it's a really interesting receiver class, um, especially, like, Apparently the NFL doesn't like Tyler Johnson, which we already mentioned. Yep. Tyler Wallace is uh, is injured. Yep. Jalen Rager's in a bad situation at TCU. Uh, but he's a guy who, if he runs four twos, could could be in there, right? Yeah. So yeah, and then like Devonta Smith, obviously been ascending all season. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be fun, and man. I just like, want to see who's who's in the group. I just want to see who's in the group. To be honest. Yeah, I'm excited for declarations. We talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, also, I'll stick a receiver. It wasn't the biggest statistical output game. Four for 27 in a score against Arkansas for Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. the LSU receiver. I just love his style of play. Me too. He's he's that kind of big slot. like Not like not like Michael Thomas big or anything, but like 6-1 slot. Um, and he's just so smart. He just knows where the holes and zones are, and he just sits down, and Joe Burrow trusts him. Jamar Chase is obviously the big flashy player yep. But Justin Jefferson's so good on the underneath stuff. Um, I saw someone compare him to Keenan Allen. I thought that was really interesting. Now, I'm not there with him yet. But, like, stylistically, that is the type of receiver you're kind of looking at with Jefferson. And I think he's going to be a really interesting one to see if he declares. With him, too, I, I like what he does after the catch. Like, he's just a fun player with the ball in his hands, too. Like, he's not the flashiest, but yeah. he's fun. Yeah. No, he, he he's just a very likable player. Uh, do you have anybody else? Nope, those are my guys. Uh, okay, I got LSU running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because he's just been going uh, off. Really. I know. Uh, over 250 total yards against Arkansas. He had the 89-yard touchdown where he showed off that speed. Like, he, the last couple weeks, 
has done so much good for himself because of LSU's extra exposure. Yeah, absolutely. And he consistently reminds me of Devonta Freeman. I don't know how the how running like the running back class is going to pan out, but I think he's going to be uh, like a guy who potentially goes in the fourth round and just immediately adds a spark to an offense. Yeah, I, I think I think the fourth round sounds right, or maybe the late third for him right now because he's he just done so much There's for himself. So many running backs. There's also so many guys. Yeah, and, and it's hard. Like I know I've I'm stuck in my ways with that where it's like there can't be this many running backs going that early just because I think it's such a uh, invaluable position compared to other ones. Like I don't want to be spending a day two pick on a running back, mm-hmm. but I know the NFL doesn't necessarily think that way. So I, I but I just have a, a no, I, I I feel the same way as you. But it feels like there's not that many running back needy teams either. Yeah, I know. Like when you like when we're doing a mock draft, for example, like being like, well, like if any running backs are going to go in the first round, it's going to be Swift, Etienne, Jonathan Taylor. Taylor yeah. For that's just me throwing names out there. Yeah. But uh, then then you start doing it, and it's like, why would I take this guy at? 22 when I can take <laughs> Zach Moss pass or whatever rusher yeah. receiver here and then yeah. dip in the second or third round with a Zach Moss. Exactly. Yeah. I feel the same. Uh, one more guy, Purdue tight end Bryson Hopkins because I watched all of Purdue Wisconsin uh, and he was phenomenal. I I have a hard time seeing somebody overtake him as tight end mm-hmm. one. Um just the combination of size, athleticism. Uh, he can stretch the field down the seam. He's a good effort blocker, and he uses his frame well. He needs to improve overall with it, especially technique-wise, but the the, the want is there. Uh, he just reminds me a lot of Mark Andrews. Yeah. Um, I wonder where the first tight end goes. You think in the 40s, 30s? Yeah, like there's no no one in this class seems like they can sneak into the first round. I don't. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I like Hunter Bryan a lot, but, like... Like, he would have to run insane. He would, yeah. I, I, I do think, like, if we're looking at uh, just tight end quickly, like, um, the, the the guys who you're looking at going... Like, Hopkins and Hunter Bryant, I think, are, like... I don't want... Uh, it's stupid early to uh, say a guy's a lock, but those are the closest things that day two locks at tight end yeah, in this class. Yeah, uh, I agree. And then, like... After that, it's very all over. We've already got Komet saying he's going back. Yeah. Um, and, like, we were, like, Colby Parkinson, Albert O could both go back. And then after that, you're kind of looking. Like, Jared Pinkney and then uh, Baby Gronk at Penn State. Yeah, that's going to be one to watch. Yeah, th- those, are the, like, those are the four tight ends that are most interesting. Right uh, now, absolutely, so. yeah. Uh, who you got sliding down the board? Uh... Doing it shitty again. I'm I'm going with the quarterbacks. Uh, for, I got three. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jordan Love. Do you have Jordan Love, Rob? No. No. Okay. He's a star. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch that game. So I didn't. all right. No, fair enough. I, I watched the first three quarters, and it was just a terrible football game to watch. So I turned it off. Um, and he was 21 of 36, 229, a touchdown, and a really bad pick six. Good play by the DB, but a really bad pick six. I, I still don't know what to where to put it's, him, Rob. It's super interesting to hear that Chris Ballard was at the game, though. It was, yeah. Uh, and reports that of anyone who knows anything about the Colton Ballard have been saying like he is very interested in Jordan Love. Um, it's interesting. Like when you watch Jordan Love, he makes some 
just wowza throws and you're yeah. on like unbelievable and you're in love with him and then he throws a horrible interception. <laughs> I mean, you remember in the summer, like uh, I don't think anyone was higher than I was on Jordan Love. I still love Jordan Love. I buddy, Dane Brugler had Jordan Love as his like sixth overall player. Okay, so Dane was <laughs> but I had him like as a potential top fifteen guy. Uh, I think most people did, though. You think that high? You're patting your own back here. No, I thought he was going to be in the first. I'm round. not patting my. He's been bad. <laughs> I'm doing the opposite. No, I don't. Now I'm confused. I expect him to be better. Well, just I th- it's very strange the interceptions. Yeah. Uh, just considering how few he threw last year. Yeah. I think he only threw six last year. Uh, yeah. But the way this quarterback class is going, like, if he declared, he he could certainly go first. He round. could. Yeah. Okay. It's oh, it's gonna be so strange. Cause speaking of quarterbacks, I've got Justin Herbert as my top sliding on the board. Okay. Nobody's more inconsistent than him. Last week he was like the highest shooting up the board. It was like, hey, no, Justin Herbert is good. You know what's funny? Uh, you said that he, I put him as my prospect who made me look stupid for exactly that reason. He keeps going up the board and down the board. The highs are so high, and I just keep getting tricked, Rob. I just think I. Like, he is my quarterback three right now after Burrow and Tua. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to be – and I have a first-round grade on him, yeah. but I wouldn't want to be the team taking him. That fourth quarter was pretty good, though. <laughs> he uh, – <laughs> you selling yourself Spot the lie. Like, that was a great fourth quarter. He – well, he, he had some of the worst throws in this game, and then he makes insane throws. Yeah. And, uh, like, just going from Arizona, Arizona State in this way – <laughs> and, and just he looked like I don't understand him. He's so robotic. Like you know what I mean. He doesn't. He doesn't like play out of structure often. The offense also doesn't help him because they it's so many just bland ass. I like that they're calling the fake bubble zone. screens and the the fades now. I like yeah. yeah. I, I I love the fake bubble. Me too. Um, I just yeah. I wouldn't want to be the team. Taking, him. you know, I need to see him at the senior bowl. Yeah, I was like, I think I said this like multiple weeks ago. Where I was just like, I'm ready to see him in the draft process. But now that we have like the potential of him being in the playoffs, oh, not anymore. What am I talking about? I don't know. I don't know. He's gonna play Utah and beat them. So no pack. Yeah, no pack. Shot at the playoffs. <laughs> but like last week, Watch, no, no, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna um, light or like. He'll have, like, a, a regular game in the Civil War against Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Then he's just going to be elite against Utah. And then they're going to play, like, yeah, someone in the bowl game. He's going to look bad. Like Florida or something. He's going to be horrible. Yeah, I know. Like, the Boise That's State Bowl. Just, like, he, oh, man. It's the story of Justin Herbert. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, all right. Continuing the Pac-12 quarterbacks. I'm throwing Jacob Beeson's name in here, too. If he comes out... He's got to go back. He's, if, if, if any of the quarterbacks, I think he's got to. I think so, too. And, like, this game just looked... Because, like, taking really bad sacks and... Uh, just... He looked like he needs more time, man. And, like, as he should, right? It's... He hasn't... His second season basically started. Exactly. And the first season is almost a wash because he's a freshman. Anyways. And this is his second program, so like it's not obviously been there for a whole year already. But exactly, like, it's an adjustment. Yeah, um, he was twenty-one of thirty-four, two hundred six touchdown to pick. Uh, just couldn't get anything going against Colorado. Like I said, take, took some really bad sacks, just holding on the ball too long. I think he got sacked on like a screen pass, which was weird. I, I don't know. Like, I agree, he's got to go back. But I mean, 
Someone's if he comes out, someone's gonna take a flyer on him. In the first round, though? I don't know. I don't think so. I wouldn't obviously. If, but... if you're an NFL GM and you're choosing between uh, Jacob Eason and Jordan Love, and, and you had to take one in the first round, who would you? Take? I'm taking Jordan Love, but me too. I'm higher on him. I just wanted, yeah. I wanted to check that. I, I figured you would say that. Yeah. Um, sticking with quarterbacks, I'll throw Jake Fromm out there. <laughs> he looked not good against Texas A&M. Um, I don't. I don't know how anyone's gonna. I don't think he'll declare. That's just me. I. I just can't unless they won the national championship. I don't think he'll. Declare. What's yeah? Like like, <laughs> I agree. Like what? Like what's what's for him to come out? Like, his stock's as low as it's ever been right now. He. I don't know, man. He's got a lot to improve on. Like he'll go day two. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, he also just doesn't seem like the guy who would declare. No, I agree. Uh, but yeah, he just I I can't. He is an aggravating quarterback. Well, he leaves so, so much. much on the yeah. field. There's receivers running open downfield. He'll he'll pass them up for a checkdown. He's he's not a first round quarterback. I don't know how people will justify that. Uh, and then I'll also throw Jalen Hurts in this conversation because against TCU, yes, he ran for 173 yards. Yes, he had four touchdowns. But just as a passer, he doesn't like at the beginning of the season. He seems so much cleaner yeah. than he already does. Uh, Hertz is like I mean I, I still see him like mocked in the first, which is weird to me. But like he, I I, I would take him on day day two. You need to have a plan for him though, right? Which yeah, of course, as you should course. for any quarterback. But yes, um, yeah, just like you said with the his passing abilities. Uh, I don't want to see his regress, but it's just facing tougher opponents. I guess he's he's looked weaker, right? Yeah, I, I really want to see him, and uh, seeing him, Herbert, and, and Burrow at the uh, Senior Bowl would be just incredible. I think. But like, I don't know. Like in that situation, I feel like Hertz is going to get outshined big time, right? Yeah, but I need to see him playing in structure. I, I agree. See if he can day to day have the same consistency with every throw with his stroke. Yeah, um, and, and his footwork. Just you know, he he's the type of quarterback where seeing him in that yeah. situation kind of matters more to me. Yeah, and I, I you 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 know Justin Herbert's going to go there and look incredible. Yeah, and Burrow, if he's there, he's going to look like Joe Burrow. I, and I think, like, that's not only important for you, but I think that's important for NFL teams to see. Just day in, day out, him looking consistent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anybody else for shouting down the board? No. Uh, spent a long time on this. I'll just throw KJ Hamlin, Robert Windsor, pair of Penn State guys out there. H- Hamlin's banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he struggled with making big plays and separate from the Ohio State DBs. And Robert Windsor was, like, just shut down. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, out of nowhere prospect? Uh, so not like we knew who he was, but I didn't think I had he had it in him. Johnny Johnson's game was pretty damn impressive. Don't leave it at that. You 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 uh you predicted Johnny Johnson's boom like three years ago. It <laughs> finally came. I liked him a little bit, but I didn't I didn't think he'd he'd blow up like he no, did. All of a sudden, he 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 was the elite playmaker receiver they needed. Yeah, <laughs> out of nowhere, like ten catcher for two hundred and seven yards, two touchdowns, career highs. And, like, he was making great plays after the yeah. catch on screens, but he was also winning at the line of like, scrimmage. His release was silky smooth. Yeah, like, it was a good route running, getting out of bounds when he had to. Like, just playing a really good game. 
No, I thought that was extremely interesting. Still just a junior, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sticking with that game at receiver on the other team, Frank Darby. Mm-hmm. Darby was Brandon good. Uh, opposite Brandon Ayuk, 4 for 125, yeah. two scores. Had uh, some great contested catches. He's also a junior. Um, I thought he looked really interesting. Arizona State, receiver factory. <laughs> You're calling it, baby. They, they've been really good. Uh, I'll go with one more to pat myself on the back. Uh, late Nat, wow! Nate Landman had a had a great game against Washington. You love Nate Landman. I do, man. He had seven tackles, had a pick. Uh, I think he broke up another pass. Long and speedy. I, I like him. I like. Him. Uh, just jumping back to the Arizona State game. I got one more yeah. other guy. Kobe, Kobe Williams, their corner. Yeah. Uh, he he looked really good in coverage. He uh, broke up a handful of passes. Um, they kept saying he's the best cover guy. Uh, Kind of really lean. I think he was like listed at like 5'10, 170. Yeah. But he, uh, I, I thought he just looked really smooth in coverage. Fair enough. Um, prospect who made you look stupid? I said mine was Justin Herbert. Um, how about this? This one counts for both of us. Yeter, 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 Gross Matos. Gross Matos. Gross Matos. I don't know. People could say it differently, I, I, though. I practiced. When Gus Johnson kept saying it, yeah. I, I practiced the way you were saying it, and I still can't do it. Uh, I, I don't know if Gus was even doing it right. I don't know. He looked awesome against Ohio State. He was, like, kind of the one guy on the Penn State defense who was – sorry, him and Micah Parsons mm-hmm. were the, the two guys on their defense who were making plays. Uh, I, I thought um, strong at the point of attack as a run defender. He flashed some of his, some of his ability uh, with his hand-to-hand combat um, as a pass rusher. And obviously, you can just you, he he sticks out because he's so big and explosive. You just want to see him put it together like this one. Yeah, I, I feel like he's going to sneak in to like that twenty-five to forty range, right? Yeah, uh, GM's going to sell themselves yeah. on like if he puts it all together because he's we know he's got this awesome athleticism. Like he he looks like Daniel Hunter at times, and like he he had big production last year, and it's not like it's been a bad year, but it's been a down year for him, like. Well, the, but the 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 tape didn't match the production. No, it didn't. It it didn't absolutely. Um, I ch- but but especially just because pass rushers are so important. Yeah. Obviously, Chase Young, Epinesa, and, and Chase Honor are probably the three guys who are going in the first round. Agreed. And after that, it's very very open. I think he's gonna sneak in. And, and honestly, if you look at the guys who are options, Okwara, he has he has probably the most upside with the least injury history, just because Terrell Lewis has a yeah. long string injury history. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he'd probably be the guy worth taking that bet on. Draft athletic or pass rushers, it's not a bad move. <sighs> no, it's it's not. Um he, he my my best prospect versus prospect matchup was Gross Matos versus Chase Young. Cause I feel like that was just, Oh just yeah, yeah. That that's a I think it was just a premier showcase this this Saturday. Yeah, getting to see them both. Yeah. Um, Nine tackles from like you said, he was him and pa- Michael Parsons is so good too. Fuck. He is so good. He's he's Incredible! He's such a freak. Yeah. Anyways, but him, him and Micah were just the yeah the best players for the Penn State team. Uh, my best prospect, the first prospect, the Arizona State receivers versus the Oregon corners. We already talked about Darby and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham and Lenore uh, struggled a lot against them. Yeah. It was still a fun matchup because obviously that's two NFL corners right there. Yeah. Um, and two feisty corners, but they just couldn't the handle the explosive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Lenoir, especially uh, on that big I touch on we were already talking about. 
um, prospect duo played the box score. Yeah, another another edge rusher who's helped himself. Like he's had a really good year, but not got enough attention. Hopefully, he does more. Curtis Weaver at Boise State only had two oh, okay. two tackles, one sack against uh, Utah State, but he felt a lot more impactful. It's very good with his hands. Yeah, I like Curtis Weaver a lot, but I always like guys like him. Like you said, the the heavy hands, the the good hand fighting ability. Um. His where people view him is kind of all over. It the place. is. I've seen him in like end of the first, and I I would say the two pass rushers that are most all over the place like this are him and Aquara. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I I like I like Weaver. I feel like he's a day two guy. Yeah, I, I like him. Reminds me just so much of Derek Barnett. I think that's a comp other people have been using a lot mm-hmm. too. I, but I mean, yeah, good comp. Thank thank you and to all the other people who said it. <laughs> Who do you have? Um, I've, uh, I I told you about him, too. Jalen Rager. Yeah. The, yeah. the TCU receiver. Against Oklahoma. Um, like, I, I, I believe I said to you, AJ, at one point, I was like, I feel so bad for him texting you. Uh, I was like, I know you're not watching this TCU game because no one should be, but I am. Saw the end of it. <laughs> um. He should have had probably over 200 Dude, receiving yards. it's like every week, though. And he had nine. He had one <laughs> catch for nine yards. He was open consistently downfield yeah. and was either not given, uh, uh, not targeted, or just not, like, a horrible pass. Yeah. And I feel really bad for him, and I'm, I think I'm probably one of his biggest fans, and he fits that Brandon Cooks mold that I love so much. Um... And I just think just the lack of production given the situation and uh, that that combined with um, just how deep this receiver class is, he's a guy who's going to be there on day two. And he was a guy who entered the year with potential first-round aspirations. I think – I yeah, I feel the same, and I think he should come out because it's not going to get any better there. Whoa, Max Huggins turning around. You see how, how strong a runner he is? It's good run- What, he had 92 yards passing or something like that? He's, he's he's better. He's their best option at quarterback. So. I'm didn't say he wasn't. Just run the triple option. I bet Gary Patterson wants to run the triple option so bad. Yeah, he he likes being wonky. So, <laughs> fuck it, might as well. Uh, With Rager at quarterback. Being, Sorry. Prospect prospect who's being overhyped. Uh, <laughs> I'm cheating this week. I'm just harping on one thing. I'm I'm harping on Grant Delpit for being on the Thorpe finalist list. Fair. Uh, Delpit still gonna be a first round pick, but has not had his best year by any means. Not had a great year. Uh, you, are, I think you already said it earlier. McKinney should have been on the list. That's very fair. Um, Okuda looks like he's gonna win it. Uh, he should win it. Yeah, I think he will. I think uh, Delpit probably shouldn't be there. And like Reed is the other one. I'm like, I that's a class. That feels like a classic college football play, pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Delpit this uh, week. And if, I also, go ahead, yeah. I also have a safety for being overhyped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State's Jordan Fuller. He's a guy when you watch Ohio State broadcasts, or, or just like games, Ohio, not specific Ohio State broadcasts, but <laughs> yeah. broadcasts that Ohio State is playing in. He's like, they, they talk about him so mm-hmm. much and hype him up so much. And I'm just not the biggest Jordan Fuller guy. Like, He's interesting single high guy to me, but I don't know. When you watch him, he... He kind of he makes the most mistakes of anybody on the back end. It's like they uh, misses tackles. Ohio State DBs are either way too overhyped and don't live up to it, or they kind of come out of nowhere and they're a top ten pick. 
Sean Wade. And Sean Wade's kind of, like, underappreciated. I don't know. Sean Wade's awesome. He's going to shoot up the board. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I just, I don't know. They, they kept hyping Jordan Fuller, and I was much more impressed with the trio of corners than him. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Uh, small school guy who cut your eye. All right, baby. One of our boys from the summer. I was <laughs> watching this game. It turned into a good game. Late Nevada upset. But uh, Michael Walker <laughs> for Fresno State had a really good football game, man. 11 tackles, a sack, broke up a pass. I still like him. I think he's fun. I think he could find somewhere to use him. <laughs> he's at the, is he at the East West right Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he is. He's interesting. They were just misusing him last year. They use him so fucking weird. And I mean... Uh, he's an off-ball linebacker that they like to just stick at edge for no reason. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but like, he's, he can rush the passer a bit. He can play some pass coverage. I like, I like Michael Walker. Uh, I'm going to go with Antonio Gandy-Golden because, yet again, he just made yeah. an incredible catch against Virginia this time. Yep. Um, senior Bowl guy, obviously. Uh... He he's a guy who could, he's all over the place depending on who you I talk still to. like him a lot. I do too. He's just such a strong contested catch player. Yeah. Who's your comp for AGG? Uh, I think I wrote Mike Williams down. <laughs> Love it. I just he's just that violent point of attack, um, contested catch mm-hmm. guy who who like isn't like necessarily winning. Because of elite body control, but just violence and uh, both again catch radius and strong hands. He he also dominates like every game for them. He do, um, I mean and it, like even when they play very interesting. Even when they play like higher levels of competition, he's still been really really good. Yeah, like route running is his biggest hole. Yeah. So seeing him at the Senior Bowl and seeing him against corners yes. like Jeff Gladney is going to be huge. Yes, it's going to be for sure. You know what else is huge, AJ? What? Sex. So let's talk about it. Guys, now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable... They work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And trust me, it arises a lot. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring 7 Rounds in Heaven. Okay. Week 14, it's rivalry week. There's a lot on the line. It's also Thanksgiving in the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. It's like the greatest week of football. It is really of all ever. It's really fucking good. Not only we get Monday Night Football, which we just had, where 
It wasn't a good game. <laughs> but we saw Lamar Jackson. <laughs> but Lamar Jackson made it good. Yeah. Uh, we just had some sick action tonight. Yeah, as we could, record. could barely see the field. It was awesome. We got Wednesday night off to recuperate. You're going to a concert? To cook our turkeys. <laughs> Thursday, NFL all day and the Egg Bowl. And I know AJ's going to be not watching NFL, just preparing for the Egg yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I'll just be focused on that game. Friday, a great slate of college football, games that matter. And then, obviously, Saturday, tons of games, including the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, instead of our regular, just ten, the 10 big Saturday, not, well, they're not normally big because ESPN picks the worst games, but the 10 <laughs> nationally televised games on Saturday. Uh, I just picked the 10 nationally televised games between Friday and Saturday that I think are most interesting or matter the most. Mm-hmm. So, starting with Friday at noon, ABC... Number 24, Virginia Tech at Virginia. Winner uh, plays Clemson in the ACC championship game. Vautech, two and a half point favorites. This is a tough one. Um, what a what a year for Vautech, looking from Fuente who's going to get fired right away to they're ranked, and they have a chance to go to the ACC title game. Not saying much, but, I mean, this is a fun game because it's a de facto playoff game for them. I, uh, I can't go against my Hokies, Rob. But I, I really thought about taking the Cavs. Uh, I'm going to take Virginia because I love Bronco Mendenhall. I want Bryce Perkins uh, to carry Virginia uh, to the promised land. <laughs> of course. Which is probably like the Monarchy Car Care Bowl. Um, Good bowl game. I mean, both these teams will get obliterated by Clemson in the ACC Championship. The only thing that I'm gonna take Virginia, but the only thing stopped me is just Bub Foster and, yeah. and his defense in his final year. And like obviously last week they had a huge win, and uh, in his last game in Blacksburg. So my prediction is this is gonna be like a really poorly played football game, but it's gonna be tight and it's gonna be a fun ending. Yeah, no, that sounds about right for these two teams this year. Okay, <laughs> uh, Friday, three thirty p.m. ABC, number nineteen Cincinnati at number eighteen Memphis. Some AAC action. Uh, Memphis 11-point favorite. So if, if my math is right, which it probably isn't, Memphis needs to beat Cincinnati to play them again for the championship game the next week. If they lose, who do they play? Uh, Navy. If Navy wins. They play, okay. Navy plays Houston. Then, yeah. I, I keep you around to do all this so I don't have to. <laughs> I know. It's just clerical work. Um, so I don't know. 11 points seems like a lot. Obviously, Memphis. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, spoiler alert: I'm taking Cincy plus the points. I'm taking Cincy plus. I think Memphis wins, but I'm taking the Bearcats to cover. Like, it uh, seems like a lot of points. I know the game matters more for Memphis because Cincy's already in. But like, I'm sure Cincy doesn't want to see Memphis in back to back weeks, right? No, that's just a that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you, in my mind. Yeah, no, I know because you're you're gonna lose against them if you like if you see them the next week, it means you lost, right? It, it, uh, yeah, yes. so I think they're going to be in this game and trying to win this game. And I, I don't think they're 11 wins better, Memphis is. Um, I'm taking the Bearcats. Yeah, uh, I have really fun Memphis overs the Cincinnati D. It's a good game, honestly. I think it's going to be a also, good game. Both, both head coaches uh, should get some Power 5 interest. Yes, as they should. I don't know if they would leave, but they should. I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm the king of the fickle uh, go-to-Michigan-State move, but... <laughs> We all know that. Okay, Friday, 4 p.m. on Fox. This game is irrelevant this year, but it's the Apple Cup. Washington State at Washington. Yep. 
Uh, we love the Apple Cup so much because we've always loved it. We loved it before these teams got good again. It's true. So now that they're bad again, we still love it. Who is uh, Washington seven point favorites? Who's your favorite Washington quarterback ever? That's a good question. I loved playing with Jake Locker. I love Jake Locker so much too. I, I feel like um, it's cheating seeing Jake Locker though. You know what I mean? Who who would I guess um, Keith Price? Keith Price would be my answer. Yeah. Okay. If if we can choose Jake Locker, I'm choosing Keith Price. I agree with you. Yes. No. I think that's the correct take. And for Waz- only take for Wazoo, you love Connor Halliday, as we both do. Connor Halliday's the freaking best. Connor Halliday was the original Luke Falk. I, I mean, all the Washington State quarterbacks are likable, though. Yeah, they are. I mean, Gardner Minshew's ridiculously likable. Yeah, you know what's kind of... I like Gordon, too. Sorry? I like Anthony Gordon a lot, too. You know what? I This week, with Gordon's performance, Washington State owns all three uh, passing records in the Pac-12, as in, like, touchdowns, yards, and completions, I guess. Am I missing one? I don't know. For all three categories. For single-game, career, and season. That's impressive. Yeah. Anyway, all, uh, all under Mike Leach, obviously. Who who you got, who you got covering? <laughs> I got I got Washington State, man. I can't bet against them getting seven points. It feels me, like a bit much. Me too, especially just because, to me, like last year, obviously, Washington State was the better of the two teams and lost. Yeah. I, that's, that's how it works. And that felt very on, on brand. Yeah. And now this year that they both suck, I think in a suck fest, Mike Leach is supposed to win that. You're getting a touchdown. And, and yeah, especially at least cover. I think, like, not as NFL prospects, but I think Anthony Gordon is the better college quarterback right now Ooh, than Jacob Eason. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. Like, just in terms of the system they're operating, like, he, he's operating the air raid really well. I also am just so biased because uh, Mike Leach is my favorite coach in the history of football. I live for the air raid. Just run mesh over and over and beat the Huskies. Hey, Washington State's on a high right now. I know they, they almost blew the game, but they pulled it off. Max Boring is my favorite player in the world. Yeah, we're, we just love Washington you, State. You see, do you see Gordon's stat line from Saturday? <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. It was like 50 of 70 for 700 yards, something like that. No, 600. Sorry, 602. Anyways. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, go Cougs. That's the perfect. That's the perfect. Just relaxing on a Friday, late afternoon. Mm-hmm. Throw in the Apple Cup. It's not gonna be snowing this year, which is a letdown. But uh, and then yeah, the opposite of relaxing. The the next day, the next day comes. Uh, noon on Fox. The only game, I mean, I I guess in theory people think other games matter. They're stupid. Uh, in any sport, to me, I know I'm biased. No, this no. is the greatest rivalry in the history of sports. It's, I'm also biased, but it's true. Like I actually think that. What's uh, we're gonna have a big con- and we've had this conversation bef- before. North Carolina Duke basketball. Nah, fuck that shit. I I just think it means more in college. It it does, and it's. Do you know how many times I've seen Ohio State and that school from North fight? Every like every single game before the game, they're getting into scraps. Like Malcolm Jenkins tried to like murder everybody on Michigan one year. <laughs> I hate Mike Hart, and Mike Hart's an irrelevant person. I hate Fuck, him so much. What, okay, that is the fucking worst thing I've ever heard you say. Mike Hart is like one of the most relevant person people in my life. Okay, didn't you say to me two weeks ago? I don't think Mike Hart will ever <laughs> exceed being like a low level running back coach. <laughs> Did I say it on air? No, so it never happened. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> it was off the record. <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm yeah, just going to make the leap, Rob. I'm going to be honest, okay? 12 p.m. Fox. Number one, the Ohio State. Nine and a half point favorites in Ann Arbor against number 13, that school for up north. Can I ask you something? Um, what? I, I know these games have gone different for your side of the, the coin. <laughs> oh, really? Have they? Um, but do you feel like physically exhausted after this matchup just from watching it on TV? Yes. Okay, me too. It doesn't matter that the Ohio State kills the Wolverines and cooks them and eats them every year. It's still, like, this game means so much more to me. Like, I am never more invested than I am in this game. The game. Yeah, oh my god. And and, and again, nine and a half point favorites, the Buckeyes. Um, Since I am a The Ohio State fan, AJ is a fan of that school from up north. Uh, we, we have a little beer bet, uh, loser has to buy the winner, an eight-pack of, uh, of beers. The finest Ontario craft beers money can buy. Yeah, so an eight-pack of Bush. <laughs> bush ice, preferably. Uh, I'm going to take the Buckeyes to cover nine and a half points. I don't care that, uh, your school has been better lately. Shea Patterson still sucks. He does. Uh, Justin Fields is going to be a Heisman finalist. Chase Young versus... Your offensive line that's been very up and down this year. I don't think Michigan has a weapon on offense that, like, is going to yep. be able to make a big enough dent. Donovan Peoples Jones, Tariq Black, like the 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 Ohio State secondary has more talent than Nico Collins. That receiving core. Rock. Um, by the way, it is supposed to be a rain snow mix. Saturday. That's so that's so perfect in Ann Arbor. Um, I I mean I'm taking Michigan. I have to. I think you have. To. It's it's against the law not to. Um, do I have high hopes? No. But I have to. Yeah, my beers are gonna taste so good. I shouldn't have taken it. Like I should be getting plus nine and a half beers. Well, I gave you an option. Yeah, I said you no. Too much pride. I said no. Yep. Because you think this is the year. It's not. I don't. <laughs> uh, okay. I won't believe until Saturday morning, Rob, and then I'll be all in and then have my hopes crushed. I think that, that's got to be the worst. Oh, it sucks. Uh, okay, noon ESPN. Uh, number three, Clemson, 27-point favorites at South Carolina. Uh, I'm just going to take Clemson, and I don't really I think we have much to say on No, this. I'm thinking about it. I'm taking South Carolina plus points. I don't know. I watched some Brian Edwards tape and realized I don't think Ryan Holinsky's all that good. Um, fair enough. I think Clemson wins this game easily, but I think this is a bit of a tripping on the carpet for them. It's a rivalry game, obviously. I don't think South Carolina really um going to sh- show up too much, but I, I think they cover. I think they cover. Uh, 3.30 CBS... The Iron Bowl, number five, Alabama, three and a half point favorites at number 15, Auburn. How long did you think about this game? Not long at all. Like, at first, I was like... I, I, I think Bonix is so bad. Like, Mac Jones, I don't know if he's bad at least, but I do know he's got three future NFL wide receivers, potentially four. Or, sorry, four. Yeah. Potentially four first-round wide receivers he's throwing to. Um, yeah, I had the same feeling. I hesitated for a second, and I'm like, Bonix is not a good quarterback. Give me that's Alabama. what it came down to. Yeah, that's what it came down to for me. Like, it, it, if they had a relevant quarterback, I would have thought. But they, and, and they also have two first-round offensive tackles. Like, the offense is still 
yeah, ridiculous. And the defense hasn't been what it's been in the past, but it's still loaded. Uh, the yeah. only thing that like would worry me is Derek Brown yeah. just being unblockable. Yeah, that's like, Auburn needs that to happen to win this game. And, and even still, like offensively, they don't they don't have any real consistency from game to game. Uh, like Seth Williams is interesting, but Bonick sucks again. I, so. Let me say this though: on paper, I know no Tua, but Bama should go in and roll. Tigers. I, I I agree. Like I think that's free money. But Alabama minus three and a half is completely free money. But it's the Iron Bowl. I know. Auburn sees a wounded tide. It, like it, it makes me hesitate for a second. But I mean, on paper, Bama should just go and kick the shit out of them. Um, Mac Jones gets flustered. Who knows, man? Brown, like you said, if Brown takes over, it, it, it's a big game. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm taking Bama, and I'm feeling good about it. But you never know. Okay, uh, 3.30, ABC, just another, I love that these games matter. I wish this game was at night. It, it would be, be, just because of, then you got like one in each time slot. Yes, exactly. That like super matters, but uh, I th- it just feels right at 3.30 in the snow. It does. Um, 3.30, ABC, number 12, Wisconsin, at number 8, Minnesota, Badgers, two and a half point favorites, winner plays the Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game. <sighs> It does feel right at 3.30. And like you said, expected snow. Minnesota's closed tomorrow or today. <laughs> like the actual school. Two great snow teams. Yeah. I uh, I feel like Jonathan Taylor can do special things in the snow. I feel like the snow favors Wisconsin. But I, I, I'm taking the Gophers. Just because I, I, I believe. I don't know. I, I totally get what you mean. Like You, you think the, the snow favors Wisconsin just in terms of running the ball. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. But I do think, like, that makes sense. But if Minnesota's keyed in on shutting him down, yep. like, I don't think Jack Cohn can beat them with his arm. Exactly. If, especially in the bad weather. And, like, Tanner Morgan is just a better quarterback. Exactly. If they have to throw, like, if if Taylor doesn't, like, take control of this game and it's a close game and Wisconsin has to throw or they get behind, I think it's all Minnesota. Because we know Minnesota, I, I, like you said, Morgan's a better quarterback. Bateman's a great receiver. Tyler Johnson is a great receiver. I think that uh, if Wisconsin gets behind, they're in big trouble. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think Minnesota, P.J. Fleck is a, a great motivator. He is. And, and them being dogs at home. Yeah, I think he's been using that all year in the big yeah, games. D- dogs at home when you're ranked higher than them mm-hmm. with a chance to play the Ohio State. Uh, I, I think that he just gets them up for that. And I, I love Paul Chris, but like Paul Chris isn't that type of coach. I, yeah, no, yes, he, he isn't. I, I absolutely love Paul Chris, but yeah, he's not that, like, motivated nope. coach. Um, I think this game's just going to be one of those, like, slugfests. And Don't, like, I, Minnesota's I, defense underappreciated, too. Yeah, they, they got guys, like, they obviously do. Antoine Winfield Jr., Carter Coughlin, yep. uh, Kamal Martin, like, they have guys on that defense, NFL-level guys. Yep. Um, I, I, I also just kind of think, outside of Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin doesn't have like Jonathan Taylor and then Zach Bond on the other side of the ball, but Bond's been good. Like Minnesota, this year, yeah. Over, yeah, the Minnesota just overall has more big playmakers. I agree. Like how uh, I don't feel good about. it. I think this is gonna be a really good football game. No, I'm very excited for it. Anyways, like I'm more excited for that than the Iron Bowl. Cause the Iron Bowl, at the end of the day, like there's not a ton of meaning in that game. Yeah. Um. Like I guess if Alabama wins, 
and Georgia loses, in theory, Alabama might be in the playoff. But at the same time, if Utah wins the Pac-12, like, I think just because two is not on Alabama, that's going to work against them. As it should. I, I, I don't like the people bring up the Cardell Jones factor. <laughs> For like already arguing for Mac Jones, yeah, they, obviously, like, like, because Cardell was one of the goats. He was, yeah. Uh, Seven p.m. ESPN, Tamu at number two LSU Tigers, seventeen point favorites. Last year, this game went to what was it, eight overtime? Seven, and eight, yeah. Texas A&M upset LSU seventy four seventy two, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, this LSU team is obviously a different beast. Yes, they slipped to number two in the polls. This LSU offense would have put 100 on Texas A&M last year. Yeah, without overtime. Uh, yeah, I'm taking LSU. I'm not thinking twice about it. Yeah, Texas A&M couldn't overcome Georgia last week in a game where Georgia <laughs> didn't show up at their highest level. Texas A&M's offense, or their, their running game specifically, like they ran for like negative one against Georgia's defense. I know Georgia's defense is very good, and LSU's is very sketchy, but I, like... Texas A&M's not going to be able to stop the LSU offense on the other side of the ball. It's going to be, uh, like, I think just a couple of big plays from a couple of the premier LSU guys, mm-hmm. and it's game over. I don't think they can't hang, I don't think. Anyways. No. 7.30 ABC, the game AJ has been waiting for. Colorado at number six, Utah. The Utes 28.5 point favorites. Utes win. Then if they win the Pac-12 championship, they have a playoff shot. By the way, we didn't say, I was 6-4 and four last week. You were what? Did, we, Did you bring this up because I went four and six? Dick? Yeah, I'm like one game behind you now. I think on the season. I'm sixty four and fifty six. I'm sixty three and fifty seven. So Ooh. I just brought it up because I, I picked Colorado and Arizona State last week. What up? And guess what? I I think I like this Colorado team, but I never realized oh it. Oh no! I'm taking them this week plus the points. I am, but Utah wins. But I'm taking them plus the points. I'm taking Utah. That Utah defense just that gets my juices flowing. I love Zach Moss. I love Tyler Huntley. I think just ball control, running uh, running the clock on offense and then defensively, they're just going to be all over Montez. Montez is going to get eaten alive. Your Utah is my Colorado, where you like a good football team, I like a mediocre one. It's very cool. 8, p- 8 p.m. on Fox, Bedlam. Number 7, Oklahoma, 13-point favorites at number 21, Oklahoma State. Um... I'd be more interested. I, maybe for you, you love Drew Brown, so maybe you're really interested. <laughs> kind of do like Drew Brown. He's not bad. Um, yeah. Oh, you. Oh, has been playing not great teams close lately, so it is more interesting than I think it was. Yeah, like I mean, it sucks that Sanders is out, but um, oh, you's not not beating anyone. They're not covering anyone. They're beating people, but they're not covering. I'm. A, I'm gonna take the pokes plus the points. I'm gonna take the Sooners. I think they just get up for this game. I think Jalen Hurts especially. Yeah. And, and I think this is kind of like, this has to be their statement game going into the Big 12 championship. And, and like, this is a not a great resume win for a college playoff berth, but it's, they, like, it, it, it will obviously help them. And if they can obliterate Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. who is ranked in this scenario, I feel like uh, they'll go a long way. I feel like the game plays into the hands of Oklahoma. Like, obviously, no Sanders. Obviously, no Wallace, too. But, like, I don't know. Chuba trying to do it by himself. I think that hurts. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm taking... I just want good football games this week. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. 
thanks for listening to Seven Rounds in Heaven. Listen again tomorrow when we break down all the NFL rookies. Wow. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rob Paul NFL. Follow AJ on Twitter at AJ Marquise13. Any last words, AJ? Uh, goodbye, alligator. Roll Buckeyes.